For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, on today's show, we're gonna explore some important updates all around Facebook. Is Facebook use up? or down. The headlines might tell you one thing, but the truth is a little bit different. We'll get into that. Also, Facebook admins are being removed from their own groups. We'll tell you why, so it doesn't happen to you. And a big change coming to the recommendation algorithm that could affect your content depending on where your followers and customers are in the world. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production where we break down all the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And today I am joined by Mari Smith. Mari is the leading expert on Facebook marketing and author of The New Relationship Marketing. She's also a popular speaker and regular guest on the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Mari, welcome back to the show. Hello, greetings. Thanks, Jerry. I'm happy to be here and dive into our favorite subject. Yes. So Facebook and Meta had their Q2 earnings call, and there were some interesting insights that came out of that that definitely affect marketers. So can you kind of share a little bit of what you got from that call? Yes, indeed. So there was a new milestone reached at the end of 2022, and that was just Facebook, not the whole Meta platforms, but Facebook alone has reached 2 billion daily active users. So that was quite astonishing. And now we're seeing that number is up to 2.06, two quarters later. It's about a 5% year over year increase. And what Zuckerberg was very adamant about anchoring, so we all know, is that DAUs, daily active users, are continuing to grow around the world, including in the US and Canada. And this has been a drum that I've been beating personally for many years. Do not let anyone say that Facebook is dead, Facebook is for old people, Facebook is dying. Nope, it's alive and kicking. And don't be given up too soon as much as it can frustrate you, right? The monthlies are up as well. Yeah, and I've seen you debunk those headlines so many times where we go, oh, Facebook is this and that. And a lot of times on these earnings calls, the companies will be very careful in the way that they word things. But this was daily active users. This wasn't some of the other platforms will say monthly active users to make the numbers sound bigger. And I think the monthly active users was 3 billion or something like that, which is unreal. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah, on Facebook alone. Really interesting, you know, Jerry, Zuckerberg also mentioned, of course, he's very much hammering home the threads. He really wants threads app. And of course, Reels are still performing. The Llama, the large language model, they're breaking ground on it. And then he even said like some groundbreaking AI products in the pipeline. And he wanted us all to know for sure that AI is their focus in the near term. And the metaverse, he still says the metaverse in the long term. And of course, being the year of efficiency, leaner organization, and the stock really popped up after that earnings call. And so, yeah, it's a leaner organization. They're building products with smaller teams. The other thing, too, is that, you know, Zuckerberg has said 
that they're really pushing with revolutionary AI. Their whole algorithm, this decade plus, is based on artificial intelligence. So they're going to be baking AI into everything that Meta offers and Meta Business Suite and be able to just go in and tap a few buttons, put the right prompts in and create video, audio and text posts and then schedule them. And he talks about agents that act as assistants and coaches, so on and so forth. So quick sidebar on that. People can learn more. There's a conference Meta puts on called Meta Connect on September 27th. People can check that out. So it's free. Yeah, it's unreal where everything is going and definitely some other Facebook updates that we need to talk about today. Facebook will, of course, continue to be a big topic of conversation at Social Media Marketing World, which is coming up again soon already. The place marketers go for quality training, actionable insights, and of course, to make genuine connections. People always rave about our experts and their willingness to help and attendees. They're hanging out in the hallways and chatting. Isn't it time to find out why social media marketing a world is such an amazing event. And that's what we hear from people that go there. If you want to get your ticket right now, you can go to socialmediamarketing.world, socialmediamarketing.world. So this was possibly the scariest story I've seen come out about Facebook. And it's essentially that group admins are being removed automatically. So for people that haven't seen this, explain exactly what's going on there, Mari. You know, what's interesting is this news broke, but it started, there was rumblings happening as long as a year ago. And group admins were pretty freaked out. It was like, what? No way. You can't do that. I've spent years and a lot of money and effort, time building up this group. You can't just take it over or point it to somebody else. And then I didn't hear anything literally about a year. And then all of a sudden, to your point, now it's coming back to the foreground again. And this was happening where Facebook just would appoint a random new admin. It seems like now they're maybe giving you a little bit of a notice, a heads up. I know Matt Navarro had tweeted out someone from his community had a screenshot saying, you know, getting this notification. I'm not seeing Facebook put any official notification out or announcement out. What it is, is Facebook's actually getting rid of, I hesitate to say this, but dead weight. You know, they don't actually like groups that are just dormant. Nothing's happening. It takes up resources. They'd rather that original admin comes along and just archives it or go ahead and re-engage it. So I got basically three tips for anybody that's potentially facing this. Go call all your groups, every group that you've ever started that you're an admin of. Ensure right away for sure that you have a one backup admin, assign a backup admin, someone that you know, someone in your team, a colleague, a friend, whatever it might be, someone you trust. Alternatively, if you're like, you would do that anyway, I would just recommend that as a best practice. You want to do that in your pages as well, of course. And just check and see. You might have an old group being like, oh my gosh, yeah, I really don't need this anymore, but I might resurrect it later and I don't want to lose it to some random admin. So go ahead and archive it yourself. The third option is go ahead and just re-engage dormant groups. I'm saying third option, do the one backup for sure and then either archive or re-engage dormant groups. But yeah, it could happen that Facebook's all of a sudden going to pop up a notice on one of your groups that hasn't had a lot of activity for It's not a matter of weeks or months. We're talking probably a year or more. You know how there's those groups that us marketers term pop-up groups are like for a limited finite use and maybe, you know, for a course or whatever, a challenge. Facebook doesn't call them pop-up groups. They don't really like them. Internally, I've heard that they literally call them empty houses because it'll pop up and then it's done. And so I think that's this whole admin thing is I think they're trying to shake us up a bit and go, hey, you know, don't just have these empty houses or dormant groups, either archiving yourself or get activating them. It probably goes hand in hand with that at everyone tag, right? Which is the whole other annoying thing. And I hear that at followers is coming now too. So yes. Yeah. The group thing, I think the scariest part is, as you said, Facebook hasn't said anything official about it. People are just seeing this pop up. 
And the fact that it's only six days, if it popped up while you were on holiday or vacation for a week, it's like, oh my God, they just took my group away. So you think it's primarily likely to pop up for groups that are active among the members, but the admin's not doing anything? Oh, that's a great question, Jerry. And I would just have to put my best educated guess and say no. They want activity in groups, period. It's not the admin themselves has to be constantly engaging and posting, but for sure, have yourself at least one good backup admin and assigning moderators and using their other labels. Like what did they have when it's called group expert, different things like that. I'll just show Facebook and maybe even the chats. They love us to use those chats. I personally don't care for them, but too many places to look at. But (laughs) the more you can embrace the features that Facebook offers, the more they see, okay, all right, you're in here and you're doing stuff, but the admin themselves doesn't have to be active every single day or risk losing their group. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's great advice for pages too. obviously have a backup admin, even if it's your significant other, somebody you trust, obviously that's not going to take your page away. But I always warn people, but if it is somebody that's not involved, make sure you show them how to turn off all the notifications. (laughs) So it's crazy with all of the emails and notifications that pop up from that stuff. So you were mentioning a minute ago about how AI is just going to get integrated in everything. Meta is going full force with this. However, something that's a little bit opposite that is happening in Europe right now, basically, they're going to have an option where you can turn off the recommendation engine in Europe to basically meet new government guidelines. Is that right? It is correct. And the deadline was August 25th or something. So many tech companies, not just Facebook. So Meta, basically Facebook and Instagram, TikTok has already made some changes. And I say, honestly, hats off to Europe (laughs) for taking on big tech. (laughs) If we go step back for a second here, the reasoning behind this, of course, these social platforms, tech companies, they're gathering inordinate amounts of data on us. And so then they're trying to basically get inside of our heads and know what's even better than we know ourselves and predict what content we might like. And that's all artificial intelligence is AI powered. It's been around for a while. It's what made TikTok so incredibly successful. The for you section or for you page at your feed is just so beautifully curated. I'm not a TikToker, but I understand. I hear, I know about, of course, being a social media industry expert. But that's what made TikTok so successful. It's addictive. You go in there and like, oh my God, you see another one. Oh my gosh, I, I love this. I love this. And before you know it, you're scrolling and scrolling and consuming inordinate amounts of content. That's exactly what Meta blatantly copied for both Facebook and Instagram. They call it their discovery engine or recommendation engine. You might hear it called. And Zuckerberg proudly says, Adam Masseri, Adam Masseri, head of Instagram, oh, roughly 20% of the content you see in your feeds is from unconnected sources, right? So there's connected, which is your friends and your accounts and your pages. You've absolutely chosen proactively. I want to follow these. I want to see these posts. But unconnected is totally random. You never heard of them, don't know them. And for the a lot of people, I've heard some pushback. What's all this random stuff in my feed? Some people say that it's boring or it's not appropriate or they have some interest that I don't know how Facebook's gotten this for me. And so what the DSA is the Digital Services Act in the European Union has basically said, you know what, you can't come along and use all that personal data uh, to predict what people are going to want. Give them a choice. Let them be able to just flip a switch and say, don't give me all this predictive content thinking you can guess what I want. Give me the choice to say, I want to follow these people and see their content. Now, the thing is, it's actually a little bit buried, but both Facebook and Instagram do give you a choice. They have the favorites. You can do your chronological feed or your favorites on Instagram. Facebook has a bunch of other feeds where you can see just posts from groups, just posts from friends, just posts from pages. 
It's a little bit buried. Most people don't really know where to find it. But in any case, bottom line with this topic here, Jerry, is absolutely the Digital Services Act has got really pioneering new regulations. It's saying, look, don't be forcing people into this personalized content. There's more to it than that too as well. I, I understand it's to do with personalization with ads, certainly for minors, making it easier to report uh, content and then letting people know why something might be reported. So it's a big topic. And honestly, I was really loving the headlines around this. It was European Union takes on or, or Europe takes on big tech and dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Will, does this mean will changes also be coming to the United States? It might be a long time coming, but I I'd rather hope it sets a bit of a precedent. I'm just a bit tired. So many other folks were just really kind of pawns and puppets in this big mix and give users a choice. Stop manipulating people. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do we know yet? Because on TikTok was one of the other platforms that is doing this for Europe, where you can turn off the algorithm on TikTok, which is an even bigger change for them. Yeah. And they said that you will see popular content in your region and in your language is what they said. Do we know what this unregulated feed will look like on Facebook? A little bit. I know when Nick Clegg did a whole PR, he worked with Meta, he did a whole PR post about it. And we don't quite know what it'll look like. He did a whole discussion of non-personalized feed. Well, the other thing to note is search as well. I don't think people even realize this when they go to do a search on Facebook or Instagram, it is algorithmically controlled. It's just everything is fed through these interests and topics and any behavior, anything that you've ever done, including your direct messages, anything on any meta platform is this giant repository of data on each and individual a user. So then it's like, okay, Jerry just did a search on this. Let's show him this bunch of information versus someone else. Mari's done this search, the search or this. They call it the filter bubble. There's a great TED talk and book all about that, isn't there? Forgetting the guy's name right now, but it's the filter bubble. It absolutely not only happens on Google, it happens on all these social platforms too. That'll be interesting to see because obviously on Facebook, people follow and are connected with more people versus TikTok, where some people have never followed anybody yeah, on TikTok. That's right. So that's why it was really interesting to see, okay, what is this un algorithmically, you know, controlled feeder? It probably will be an algorithm. It just won't be quite so personalized in that way. Right. But to your point with TikTok, they can pull from local and then and just based on, well, it's not supposed to be based on previous videos you've watched, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of video, you and I both probably famously remember when Mark Zuckerberg came out and said in five years, Facebook will be almost all video. And I think it was more than five years ago now that he said that, but they obviously keep moving in this direction and recently have been leaning finally further into reels and making them easier to make. And so what are some of these updates we're seeing around video on Facebook that marketers should be aware of? Well, first of all, I think most of us that make videos on our phones in app, the features that are baked into the app. Instagram has been way ahead of the game always. You go to do something and it's just much more intuitive. It's just lots of extra features. Finally, they've brought a lot of that over to the Facebook native Reels maker. Audio, music, text, it's all in one place with your Reels. You can do layering and creative elements. I don't know about you, Jerry. Hats off to creators out there who are all in on video and really get off on doing their mobile and creative stuff. I don't have the time of day to do all that in depth. I'd rather make it on a desktop video and then load it up or have someone else do it for me. But now these tools are also available inside of Meta Business Suite for Reels. And the big shift is that these native video editing tools, audio, music, text, layers, and all that 
are also available in feed videos. So if you just go to your regular profile, I'm just going to post a video on your wall. And then it's not obvious because it's just one little edit button in the top left corner of your video you've just uploaded on your phone. It'll say edit and boom, you'll see all you can add gifts and text and overlays and trimming and whatever you want to do, add music. And so that's quite cool. I think that's great. And just things like voiceovers, enhanced audio. The main thing here, you know, is that Facebook is absolutely just trying to get us to post more video and feed videos. A lot of people are just don't haven't figured out reels and don't quite know where to how to get to them or how to make them they can consume them because they're just shoved right into our feed on the horizontal scroll or swipe but once you tap in you can go vertical but i think you know the vast majority of users are super familiar with how to create a main feed video and so the idea here is if you're doing some short form video on your feed it's not in the actual reels format then they can just go ahead and they can meta facebook can go ahead and make that format just all merged into one. Actually, similar, remember on Instagram, they had like so many different video formats and it was getting confusing and all the different tabs and destinations. IGTV. and Yeah, IGTV, exactly. And so now they're just, okay, everything, any video you upload on Instagram goes into the Reels tab, no matter what length, what format. Well, I see they're doing something similar with Facebook, right? They did away with, remember the watch platform? That's all just the tab is just now a video, a tab called video. It's specifically, we're talking specifically for mobile, but it's also desktop too. But we'll see. I think they're just doing everything they can. They, Facebook Meta, doing everything they can to get users to produce more short form video content and just real easy to use different features. And then another little segment right there is that they're making it easier for people to engage with Instagram Reels on Facebook without leaving Facebook. I think before you tapped and it would say view on Instagram. Now, because they keep pushing it over, right? They're basically owned by the same company. So why not? They're kind of cross-posting whether you want it to or not. They're suggested over there. It's just anything to get more eyeballs engaging on these because they've got to have places to put their ads. You bring up a great point too about how reels are probably the easiest content to consume. But I think that the perception from the consumer side and even from the marketer side is it's the hardest to create. And I actually just released a video this week about why reels are so intimidating. And I think it's because when you first open any of these short form video feeds, you're literally being served some of the most amazing, creative videos in the world. So I kind of equate it. You go and you watch a bunch of, I don't know, Oscar nominated films or $200 million blockbuster movies. And then you're like, oh, now I got to make my family vacation video. This is not going to live up to that, right? It's very intimidating. So I encourage people, I'm like, you just got to start putting stuff out there because everything that I've seen and from everybody I work with, if you're saying the right thing, the edits do not matter. That's a really good point. It's about content. It's something compelling. The opening segment being very compelling, the first three seconds. And Facebook's always said that, no matter, even before Reels, they always said three seconds is your limit to just grab people's attention. So it's a really good point. I love watching ones that have such creative transitions, massive costume changes or scene changes for a transition. And I'm just probably took a whole day to make that 10 second thing. Yeah, and that's the case. Although tech is making it much, much easier, obviously. Some of these AI editing, video editing tools and things like that. So one of the big things going forward, content is obviously still important and it needs to be compelling, but consumers are getting more savvy, I think, as they see ads that feel like ads. And so these brand partnerships are something that continues to be effective and I think becomes more effective because they keep giving us more tools. So what's the latest on that kind of content in the ad space in Facebook and in all of that world? 
What's really cool, so for the longest time, Facebook has had this thing called like brand collabs. It's a section, you probably would find it inside of your meta business suite. You used to live in Creator Studio, but there's a place where actually brands can say, any brand businesses, any size can put it out there that they're looking for influencers, creators to work with. Also, you can kind of have an optimized brand collab profile, that kind of thing. The next iteration of what they've done just recently is really cool is there's a new branded content search function in the ads library. So first of all, the ads library for folks that might not know, it's a major handy tool for marketers. You can go ever since a few years ago now, maybe I want to say like 2016, 17, when Facebook made it publicly visible what ads people were running. It's not always obvious how to get there, but you can go and look at any page on Facebook and see what ads are running. Now they've kind of blended the tune with the ads and the branded content, people working with influencers doing basically a paid partner. You'll see the little label across any kind of content often it'll be video this is a paid partnership with so and so so honestly i think it's a super useful uh, great addition you could as a brand you could actually find really easily find some influencers that way i personally did a random search you know jerry and i got i found mariah carey had partnered up with influencer doing plus size barbie lingerie i saw Nicki minaj has a not like these are i'm not i like mariah carey Nicki minaj <laughs> it's just random things that popped up for me has a video game. And I saw two reels and a video from three different paid partners that she was working with. And then like on the big brand side, I saw that Nike, it showed clearly Nike working with CNN and then a company called Well and Good and a wellness uh, and media company. Amazon had some. I saw they're partnering with OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network and Refinery29. So it shows you, the reason I'm rattling off those names is you can see this is the brand and these are the paid partners they're working with. And it literally says view post and you can click through and see to your point about them. It's really is user generated content. Yeah. Some of these are brands partnering with other big brands, but then others, the ones I mentioned with Mariah Carey or Nicki Minaj is everyday creators. So it's a cool feature and I definitely dabble around with it. See what you can find. Yeah, well, I love the fact that it's also, you know, like the ads library in general, it can be used for inspiration. And I know for a lot of marketers and companies, they're like, yeah, I'd like to collaborate. I don't know what we would do or how we would do it. And so this is an opportunity to go and see. And and certainly if I'm a, a smaller agency and I can see how CNN and Nike are collaborating with their you know, multi-million or billion dollar agencies, those are probably going to be some pretty good, well-researched ideas. Exactly. So I think that's a cool opportunity. Yeah, agreed. As well. Well, it's hard to believe that uh, social media marketing world is coming up again. If you want to see all the pros we have lined up, like Mari Smith, you can just go to socialmediamarketing.world to learn more and grab your all-access ticket. That's socialmediamarketing.world. Mari, where can we learn more about you? Oh, my Facebook page at Mari Smith or uh, pretty much anywhere online, marismith.com, my social scoop Facebook group. And I'm very much looking forward to coming back to Social Media Marketing World, speaking there for the nth time. I can't even remember how many years it's been. I've been there every single year. It's a great, great honor. And I will fly the Facebook flag. And we've got some really fun topic coming up about Facebook and AI. Look forward to that. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Yeah, this will be the 11th year. So that'll be great. And if you're looking to add another podcast to your listening lineup, two for you to check out. One, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and also the Marketing Agency Show, our newer show specifically for agency owners and people that work at agencies. You can find those in your favorite podcasting apps. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.
Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.